Breakfast on Radio 3 and Pride. Thursday morning, Commendatory Vines in the house. How are you? How do you spell that? I don't know. No, neither do I. And neither <laughs> does anybody. No. <laughs> so, we've had a bit of an election outbreak this week. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, they, they, had a, they had an election in Taiwan, which we're not going to talk about. I don't know why. They're a bunch of splittists, that's why. Um, and uh, they're in the... Oh, here's a thought. Sorry, I wasn't so going to do this. But it, are they in the Greater Bay Area? Just a thought. Well, the problem is they might be. They might be, yes. down the line. Yes. I just wanted to say Greater Bay at an early stage in, in the proceedings, but they're definitely not on the Belton Road, so... <gasps> I've got oh. my bottle of vodka and shot glass for every time you say Belton Road. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, and, and this programme is nothing if not serious, um, we, we, we had an outbreak of elections in Kowloon West on Sunday, mm. and there's no way of, of, of saying this prettily to the Democrats... Big kick in the ghoulies, mm-hmm. very big. Um, whichever way you look at it, um, the pro-government candidate who only belatedly actually announced that she was a pro-government candidate, which is quite interesting, because... Um, it's kind of irrelevant based on what you just said. I, I know, but, but, um, no, but it's quite interesting that her tactic was, in this election, um, a previous attack, we're talking about Chen, um, Chan Hoi-yan, her, her, her previous tactic was say, oh, I'm, I'm an independent, you know, but uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, it, it's funny that, that she didn't actually want to come out in the clothing of the pro-government camp until relatively later on in the, in the campaign. The sort of giveaway was all the pro-government people have been demonstrating for her, but, you know, hey, hey. But anyway, anyway, let's look at the bottom line here. The bottom line always used to be that in a non-rigged, straightforward popular contest the democrats would always win i mean it, it, it there was a sort of solid line for at least two decades mm. um that line has now been broken it was broken in the last by-election and it was broken in this one so what, what's going on there i mean it is interesting that the pro-government camp have managed to formulate a, a quite convincing message well they're solid they're solid. They've got a quite com- well. They're solid because they take their orders from whatever from the it people, takes. Their, their machine, the what, their machine in, is down oiled. In West, the, the oh. machine is oiled. Well, not only is it oiled, it's a very well financed machine. But anyway, the, these are the facts of life. But I also think, in popular terms, they've managed to, to cobble together a quite coherent and persuasive message, which is: let's get down to business. Vote for us. We can get things done. Don't worry with all these disruptive people. That's actually their message, mm. and it's quite an effective one. The Democrats, in response, or the Pandrems, whatever you want to call them, I have to say it's it's appallingly uh, dispiriting. On the one hand, you've got disunity in the pan-democratic camp. The second thing, and I think this is the real problem, is that there's a, a sort of um, lack of focus. You know, the, the Pandems have, you know, they're, they're campaigning on democracy issues, they're campaigning on this one, they're campaigning on that one, they're out there outside uh, central government offices or whatever it's called this week in Tamar. Um, Which with, group of them is that? Well, I was the People's say, Front of Judea or the Judean People's Front? No, it's the Judean People's Front, actually. <laughs> I just want to put ML in case you was wondering. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, and people are going, well, oh, God, I don't know, what are they about? And And they add... They add very conveniently to the to the message that the pro government camp is putting about, which is that they are the only people who actually get down to business. Well, at, which in in a sense is true because all they do is whatever the government uh, says is going to happen. They put their hands up and go, "Very good, very good." 
Um, but they, but then the pandemics absolutely compound this. I don't know who was the genius who thought that it was a great idea to get everybody lined up and bowing, going, oh, we're very sorry. For, for what? Though? For what? I was wondering I mean, you that. Know, you, you, you know, images are very important. So if you have an image of everybody standing there bowing, going, we're very sorry, people look at it and say, God, they must have done something appalling. Why, you know, it's the sort of thing that, that politicians in Japan do when, when a nuclear plant um, goes wonky on their watch. And I'm just thinking... Which idiot put that together as a bright idea? It, it looked creepy. It really did. Uh, so, you know, self-flagellation is something you do in the comfort of your own home, <laughs> if I may say. Or church. Tip, well, or church, yes. yes but, yeah. <laughs> All of that and, and more. Details to follow. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really worried because, you, you know, on the one hand, actually, the... the, the democratic camp has a message that resonates very strongly with people in hong kong protect hong kong's values protect hong kong's freedoms protect hong kong's autonomy these are very popular slogans but they've kind of got lost and diffused is it infighting well i people keep saying like well i don't really think it was so infighting i mean the the question is you know the fact that um some of the votes were siphoned off by Frederick Fung, who used to be in the Democratic camp uh, and stood in this election. But even if you ignore him, the rest of the pandems, to be fair, were all united in supporting Lei Chok Yan as the candidate. And incidentally, a tip to the a tip to the listener: wait to see what reward Frederick Fung gets for standing and splitting the the the, the, the Democratic vote. I would put money on it. Um, if I had any, but let's say more than three and sixpence on the idea that he will he will be given some sort of official post or advisory. This, I mean, they love the baubles, and he 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 will be bauble laden as as time goes on. But it worked, didn't it? That's the thing. Well, it didn't. I mean, you know, again, I've got to really give it to the pro government candidate. She she got more votes than than Lee Chok Yan and Frederick Fung combined. Not that many more, but she did get more. She got an absolute majority. <coughs> of the public vote. So, I mean, this is a very bad, very bad defeat for the Democrats. There's mm. no good way of saying this. So, if only somebody could um, bang some heads together and say, look, let's just get our priorities sorted out. We're very good on the question of defending um, Hong Kong's autonomy, as promised in the basic law. We're very good at battling the government on issues to connected with freedom of speech, etc. We can focus on that. We're also not bad, but who would know this, in protecting workers' rights? Because, of course, the great DAB, the Democratic Alliance for Betterment of the Democratic Alliance for Betterment, um, are, are hopelessly compromised as a working-class party because they rely so heavily on the tycoons to finance their activities. So when it comes to workers' rights, when it comes to grassroots things which actually take money out of the pockets of the tycoons, challenge the developers for being the root cause of the housing crisis, people like the DAB that claim to be a workers' party are, are, are quite miraculously silent. So you would have thought, boy, there's a vacuum the Democrats could pour into and, and, and make a bit of fuss. And then there's the whole question just of how you do it. You know, jumping up and down in Ledgeco, 
covering yourself in badges, waving banners around, it may be very self-gratifying. I call it self-indulgence because it is not. Where does that kind of behaviour come from historically, do you think? Um, from self-indulgence. I don't, historically. Just geopolitically, the right I, I, I just think it comes, it comes from people who, 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 who refuse to be disciplined. I mean, discipline, I'm sorry to use that word, but discipline well, is, is, is kind of required in politics. You know, it, because you, you, you think you will make a splash, and, you know, they get themselves in the newspapers waving banners around and all. I, I don't get it. But then there's the other really, I think, really big issue, is that you've got a whole generation of young people, many of whom were active in the Umbrella Movement, who, you know, who would no more think of going out and voting in a by-election... It's true. ...than they would having, a you know, a, an intimate discussion with their parents. Neither of these things are going to happen. And the reason is they're disillusioned, they're cynical, and they haven't been given a reason to get involved other than on the streets... And, of course, there's not much going on on the streets at the moment. So Unfortunately, they're, they're, the eyes have it, though, don't the they? The eyes do have it, so they're, they're busy um, sitting in front of their various um, technological devices, some of which are really jolly modern, yeah. and uh, doing nowt else. It's very depressing. I mean, I don't have a magic wand and but, nobody... But the thing is, that, you know, you were, say, you were saying how organised the... Um, the pro-government pro government camp is, yeah. But then they're going to know what you've just said. Very, very well. Yes, the, the, but the point is that they have nothing. I mean, this is why it's so depressing with the Democrats. The pro-government camp has nothing to offer them. I mean, they're not going to... They have no magic solutions. They're very socially conservative, which younger people tend not to be. On the big issues of the day, like uh, bringing people out of poverty, like providing affordable housing, all they can do is echo these great government schemes for, you know, making Lantau into a metropolis in the Greater Bay. Let me, let, let me mention that yet again. <laughs> uh, no, may, may, you know, this great expansion of um, east, uh, east, Eastern Lantau into a mega white elephant project to join the other mega white elephant projects. You know, these aren't attractive. They don't have anything to attract the young in supporting these programmes. In fact, they're deeply unpopular. Mm. But you've got to get from deeply unpopular and cynical to off your backside and doing something. And this is where the problem lies. I don't think there's a magic wand to, to transform it. But, you know, there is some signs of greater cooperation between people like um, Demosistos, the the, the, the organisation led by people like Joshua Wong and Pan-Democratic Camp, but it's kind of weary and wary, weary, one of those. Wary, both. probably. Probably <laughs> both, yes. Um, and, and as, at the moment, not producing much. Mm. So, you know, I, I do wonder why there isn't more... Well, I think people are thinking about it, to be fair, but more action isn't being taken on that particular front. Because if you could harness that great energy in Hong Kong's next generation. This is this is where things happen. Um, sometimes you've just got to say fair play, I suppose, to the people that win these things. They may not be everybody's favourite, but they're organised. and they're, They and, are organised. I mean, they're, they're... It's quite textbook. They're very well financed. I mean, it does help. By the way, is wheeling old ladies to the... I mean, it's not a crime, is it? <laughs> it's not a crime. I mean, you know... I, don't I, think so. I, I can't I can't stand all this moaning about, oh, you know, it's all unfair... 
get over it. Life is unfair. Of course the pro-government camp has more resources. It was ever so. And incidentally, they had more resources when they were losing elections. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're being a... This is not like you to speak this way, but... Well, I'm I'm very depressed. I mean... Uh, You've got to take your hands off to the technique. Yes, you have to say that, that, that they know how to win an election. Yeah. And um, even, you know, even... They, they, they brought out these sort of... I mean, it's, the Democrats spend endless time complaining about stupid things. One of the things that happened in this election was that Dagong Pao, the communist newspaper... Well communist newspaper in drag but anyway it is the communist newspaper effectively published an election um propaganda sheet and distributed it free in the area and they're saying oh this 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 this, this, this crosses the rules come on boys nobody in their right mind reads dagong pao and, and and agrees with every word in it just you know let it ride me we've got a couple of cool things on our agenda one is a bird i believe it's a parrot or something anyway it's been stuck in a shop window <laughs> it's an ex-parrot. But that's just the point. Yes. The person who brought it to our attention doesn't want it to be. So what are the rules and, you know, no, eye candy for punters? Um, and the lady who wrote is very worried about it. Also, um, noisy dog next door. Noisy big dog next door to a bloke. And, and Steve, you're a dog owner. Yeah. The, the, we're not talking about anything. No dogs are going to be harmed in this. But is there any kind of sonic device, like a doggy whistle, but electronic, that will stop him barking? And no, I, no. The, the the device that stops dogs <laughs> barking is happy dogs don't bark. Okay, do well, not keep them on their own for long periods of time. Right, Dave. If you're listening, you're out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but bring in an expert. If you've got any uh, got any questions, email us because those two topics will probably take up the time. Morning Brew at rthk.hk. What about you? What well, you well, talking of barking dogs, um, we, we've got the the delight and and do jar of the village representative elections, which normally. People go, huh, huh, I'm not going to bother with that because it's sort of, it's first of all, most of the seats are not contested. Second of all, the usual suspects always win where there is a contest because they're a member of that very fine organisation, the Hung Yee Cook. But in this round of elections, where the registration period is underway at the moment, but the actual elections don't take place until next year, uh-huh. and incidentally, as somebody in the new territories who tried to veg- register as a voter, I discovered, much to my amazement, nice. that my, my application was rejected on the grounds that I didn't live in a village. And I said, well, how, do, how does that oh, work? I thought, I thought, I'm in a house, there's other houses around, and the, the bloke at the, wherever it was, said to me, ah, ah. You ah. see, there's always an ah. They're very good, they've got paper and pencils. He said, ah, but where you live isn't designated as a village. Because it would have been added on. It wasn't know. the nerve centre of the village. It wasn't the nerve centre of Saikung. Anyway, so I ain't voting, even though I do live in a village and I am in the New Territories. But anyway, that's, that's a side issue, but it doesn't just infect me, it affects quite a lot of people. But the interesting thing is that in these com- upcoming village elections, a concerted effort is being made to challenge this um, uh, seemingly irrevocable rule that the only village bosses can ever get elected, only members of the Hung Yee Cook can get elected. So there's an alliance been formed. And the most prominent member of that alliance is Eddie Chu, who is a legislator, as most people know, and... What's amazing is this electoral registration officer, who's a, who's a frisky fellow called Enoch, has been... 
interesting name, has been um, on his case. He's going, well, you you know, you've got to be sure, we've got to be very sure that you're not an advocate of democracy. We've got, and I'm thinking, Independence, hey, right, hang yeah, about, yeah, hang yeah. about. Are you the same Enoch who signed off on Eddie Chu to run for the LegCo election? So it's all right if you're in LegCo to have these ghastly views, which Mr... Eddie, see, uh, Mr. Enoch seems to think he harbours, but in the village elections, ooh, ta ta ta. So he's actually giving Eddie Chu a hard time. He asked him a whole lot of questions, and he's just gone back yesterday and said, "Oh, I didn't like the answers to them. You've got four hours to come up with a better set of answers." I mean, this is very interesting, and it tells you two things: one, the power of the Hungy Cook, who do not like contested elections; it is not in their DNA to do this, and secondly. What role is the Electoral Office playing now in screening out candidates? I mean, they've managed, as we know, to screen out at least 10 candidates for LegCo elections. Mm. Now they're going, oh, we're not really content with that. We've got another another bunch of, of elections. Now, it has to be said that the alliance who's contesting these elections doesn't have high chances of winning. None. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't. I wouldn't say none. I think Eddie Chu probably has a chance of winning, which is well, way be why he's being given maybe. such a hard time. But I mean, this is bringing the electoral process, which is getting a bit tatty at the edges, into an even more tatty situation. Look, the simple thing is the fact that some uh, bureaucrat acting no doubt on instructions is making it difficult for people to run in elections makes people far more likely to be interested to run for elections. In, in running an election, but also makes people far more interested to simply say, right, we'll go straight out on the streets. We're not bothering with all this election nonsense. And I don't think that's healthy. Well, the other thing is, there's a magnifying glass on these guys and the whole process now. The fact you know his name... Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, he, he, he's the head of the department. Sure, indeed, but, you know, we all know this now. Yes. Well, let's see. I mean, he has a, this particular individual has a consistent record... For, for banning, funnily enough, only Democrats. It's funny, he, he's... No, no. It's no, only, only, no, only, no. It's only one direction bad. I mean, he says, oh, no, 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 we try and have an objective attitude to everybody except for the Democrats, which is fair enough. Some of them are very smelly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, definitely watch this space. We'll watch that space um, while we're on the Belton Road. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, I mean, this this is in a way, it's it's a laugh, but in another way, it's quite interesting. Is this whole business over whether Jack Ma, the boss of Alibaba, is this. is a Communist Party Hello. member? Yeah, I mean, you know, next week they'll be telling I mean, us the Pope's a Catholic. They're but, doing cheeseburgers in McDonald's. <laughs> really? I mean, but what's what's interesting about this is that um, he is probably um, the richest person in China, which makes him a very rich person indeed. And, and a million squillion reasons to... to, to, to of course he's a communist. And <laughs> here's the thing. In China, to get on, you become a member of the Communist so, Party. I don't see why this is news. So, well, it's news because the People's Daily... Um, which I know you read every day, I certainly do, um, finally actually confirmed it. And, and this is the way of the, 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 the nature of the beast, is, you know, you've got the high-profile Communist Party members and the those who are, but 
we don't talk about it. So this was this was quite a big story in the Wall Street Journal. It was followed up by, by various other parts of the media at the beginning of the week. Only today has the paper owned by Jack Ma, the South China Morning Post, finally fessed up that this is a story. So they buried it in the middle of the business section. And trust me, that makes it well buried. And their spin on the story, and I don't know what instructions they got, but their spin on the story was quite interesting. They managed to reproduce some blog written by somebody who was a student um, at the same time that Jack Ma was a student and saying, oh, it's quite common for people to join the Communist Party. Fact. (laughs) Fact. And then, I think as a a woman, and then she went on to say it was quite courageous to join the Communist Party when he did. Uh, No. No, well, it wasn't courageous to join the Communist Party when there was a it communist government. It was courageous government. to not join. It was courageous not to join. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, they kind of go into contortions as to why they hadn't actually explained this before. So on the one hand, they're going, oh, well, obviously he is. And on the other hand, well, obviously, um, uh, 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 oh, good morning. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, th- this is a paper that runs the name Jack Ma on every single day of the week in some context, usually if he sneezes that goes towards the front part of the paper. But uh, they, they've they got a problem here because, you know, they they ended up with... <laughs> they found some hapless academic to say, oh, well, you know, if Jack Ma's a, com- a member of the Communist Party, oh, I might join as well. It's obviously a good thing to do. Well, yeah. And you're thinking... Oh, you buy the memberships I'm on think- Alibaba. Um, hey... <laughs> <laughs> There's a three for one offer on at the moment in case you're thinking. 14 in the But van. I mean, what, what, what is interesting about this is, you know, um, the reality of the situation, all joking aside, is that the idea that somehow the Communist Party runs a free enterprise system where politics plays no part in commerce is and has been for many, many years, I'd say since 1949, in fact, a complete load of Horlicks. Mm. Communist parties do not stand back. They allow a certain amount of liberty to people to develop businesses. They most definitely allow people to get rich in the system because the richest people in the system are, oh, that's right, members of the Communist Party, the Workers' Party. But I reiterate, of course they are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that are, of course they are, but it's nice to have it confirmed. And, you know, (laughs) People's Daily, God bless them, it's a great read. I recommend it to everyone. Time for a little Um, one. A little one. Well, let's just go to this. This is a little one. Um, This this bloody (laughs) Ujar going on with the flu injections. The government now has decided in its wisdom to, to just stop shut down the flu injection program because there are reports that some of the vaccine that's being used in Taiwan has been contaminated. So you would have thought, if you're actually going to shut down a program, which is a very vital public health program, incidentally, how do I know that? Because I heard it on the radio. Indeed. Uh, (laughs) And not just in this place. There's all around the world. There's adverts going out right now for, if you're over 65... Go and and get your jab. So you, you shut it down. You would have thought... Did they do any tests of their own on the vaccine? Answer, no. I mean, I'm just wondering. Talk about public responsibility. So you you shut down a a programme, a vital Mm programme, and you do it on the basis of, oh, well, there's a problem in Taiwan, so we kind of guess there might be a problem here. What is stopping them getting off their backsides and doing tests here? If there is a problem, fair enough. You deal with it. 
do they know that such a problem exists? No, they don't, because they ain't bothered to look. So just looking at our news story on this one, both sides of the fence are jumping up and down about it, which is always a good sign something might get done. But surely these, these uh, medicines come from different places in the world. Some are generic. Oh, I, know, I know there's a brand name involved. There is a brand name involved, and, and experts say, and gosh, no-one's ever accused me of being one of those, that, you know, sometimes a batch is indeed contaminated. Sometimes.